either give up all my magic or never see my mother again? That's crazy! It's unjust! It's unfair! I'm pretty sure it's bad for the environment! It's the council. They're one gaggle of bitter old witches. No one ever said I couldn't write to my mother? It's right here in your magic book. Not anymore. You have to choose between your mom or your magic. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said. Mama said, Mama said, Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, my Mama said. Ladies, gentlemen, Dashel, welcome to episode number 50 of Sabrina's Witch Trials. This is, of course, the show where each episode we venture back into the mid-1990s to rewatch, review, and reminisce all about our favorite Friday Night Spellfest, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And I haven't thought about how long an intro that is until just this very moment. My name is Alex Aruju, and folks, get ready, because this episode we're finishing season two, finally, and we will be talking about one of Sabrina's greatest decisions. That's right. Dash or Harvey, but also the whole mother thing. We're talking about mom versus magic. And on The Witch Trials with me this episode, uh, for the first episode of 2022, Chris Aruju is back, that matron. What does that mean? That's not what I meant to I'm say. I'm definitely not a matron. You are not. It's a married lady. I've heard that uh that madam of the chris Conkers. also married mademoiselle <laughs> of the chris conquers she's out on the town um chris how you doing i'm doing great welcome to the new year welcome same as the old welcome. year <laughs> welcome 2022 fabu dore welcome christmas christmas time um are you excited for the new year chris you got a lot of big new year plans i am <laughs> I was gonna say anxious, like always. Uh, I no, I'm excited. Form. I um I have lots of like rituals that I go through with the new year in terms of like planning and and goal, um, planning <laughs> the same thing. Um, yeah, just just thinking about goals and what I want to achieve, and um, you know, reflecting on the last year, um, and you know, recognizing the things that I set out to accomplish and what I actually accomplished, which is always a nice feeling, realizing that you might have done a lot more than you thought you did, even though 2021 felt like it was like Impossible. 24 months long, because the amount of times someone will say, oh, do you remember when we did this? And I, I'm like, yeah, that was like two years ago, no? And it's like, no, that was literally in April. And yet it's felt so long and yet short. It's it's a it was a very weird time warp of a year. But um yeah, starting a new job. That's right. On Monday. You and me both. Very excited about. We're not starting at the same place. We're no. just uh starting um, jobs on the same day because it's the first day of January. Yeah. First work day. Uh, and I'll be full remote, which would be really nice. Hopefully that means that I will get to um have more flexibility and time to dedicate to other projects like this on. podcast i agree like this podcast um well i mean this is not my podcast of course no. um names on the names on the door outside it's on the door yeah there's a, there's a signing bonus i gave you i'll put your name on a door thanks yep i appreciate it <laughs> this is now the chris Hadouja studios uh i didn't even have to donate any money or anything that's right i just took it out of your pocket without you noticing um yeah so 
exciting things hopefully happening this year mm. um so a lot to look forward to a lot to look forward to absolutely uh i also have uh, some things i'm looking forward to this year and hopefully i get them and not the other thing we're not going to be talking about in 2022 the pandemonium yes the, everyone's favorite ride at the, six flags pandemonium uh, corona with lime that's right <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what... Uh, That's what Chris calls it when I get coronavirus and Lyme disease. I'm like, I don't know what the kids are calling uh, things anymore. So I'm I was sorry, like, I know think... Omarion is like... Uh, yeah. for, for Omicron? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what we're calling anything else. So. Listen, apparently uh, Leah was talking with uh, her uh, much younger cousin. Her cousin's like 11 or 12, but she's on TikTok. Like, you know, like, like a normal 11 or 12 year old is not like TikTok famous. Yeah. And she's like, I don't really do TikTok anymore. It's over. So apparently TikTok's over. Ooh, so what's... What's the new I've, thing? What I've heard is that people are really enjoying... Um, people are kind of over social media right now. Mm-hmm. Um, We're sending letters again, folks. <laughs> people are currently falling back into Tumblr and... Brutal. There was another one. Reddit. It's going to really annoy me. Twitch. No. And it wasn't like... They were saying basically like Twitter's kind of over. I'm kind of mm-hmm. over it. Because every, everything is just so like kind of toxic. Sure. And, uh overwhelming honestly damn it's gonna kill me tumblr and something else that also was like older if you think about it we'll be here to hear it yeah anyway also something to look forward to is the conversation on this week's episode of the oh, pinterest. pinterest it was pinterest i've always hated pinterest i never use it i actually really like pinterest um there was definitely a while where like everyone and their sister was doing pinterest and it was like I don't know how to put this nicely, so I'm not going to say it, but it was it was a certain kind of person was the only kind of person using Pinterest. Pinty bitches. Yeah, we all know. And I feel like now um, there's a lot of strides being made to diversify the kind of content that you're seeing mm. on Pinterest because Pinterest is very much catered to you and what you want to see. So you're, if you're pinning, if you're actively pinning um, especially when you're looking at like fashion content, mm-hmm. um, if you're actively pinning, you know, bodies that look more like yours mm-hmm. or content creators that look more like you or that are the kind of content that you want to see, then their content will be accessible on Pinterest. Otherwise, if no one is pinning that stuff, if you're not putting it into Pinterest, then it's not something that you can access. You're not going to be seeing those kinds it's not, of things. It's not shared to you. Yeah. So if you're only pinning... Like as a, you know, as a curvy plus size person, if you're, if you're only seeing really skinny bodies represented, I know this is very off topic, but if you're only seeing, <laughs> you can cut this all out. If you're only seeing skinny bodies represented or, you know, you're only seeing um, white women represented and you want to change that, then actively pinning content creators and, and um, people that you really admire that really inspire you is going to change the kind of content that you see and also make that accessible to other people so anyway side rant on pinterest but i i enjoy it a lot more now just as like a similar to like why i like bullet journaling Mm -hmm. and goal setting and stuff it's just a visual way to wrap your mind around plans and ideas You'll remember, listener, when I said, look forward to the conversation on this week's episode. That's because I knew Chris was going to go on a conversation about Pinterest. So I was like, look forward to it. You knew it. Yeah, that's right. I didn't know it. I I couldn't even remember that it was Pinterest. Um, But yeah, all very valid. Yeah. 
Chris, this week's episode, this edition's episode of Sabrina Teenage Witch, episode 50, Mom vs. Magic, the final episode of season two, uh, season two, episode 26, first aired May 15th, 1998, written by Sheldon Bull, who's written so many. Chris, describe this episode for me in 10 words. 10 words. Okay. Okay. It's not the best grammar. Doesn't matter. Let's go. Sabrina loses her magic visits her mom has love triangle i mean it's all it's, it's all, all there. in there it's all in there <laughs> no not a There's single commas not a single mention of salem's rich dowager no mom. i mean to me that's the b plot and oh yeah which which really speaks to how bad the c plot is i also did not mention zelda or hilda no and it's fine their visit to their mom there's it's, nothing there it's really just all about the moms it is in fact i've written my description of this episode beginning with the phrase this episode mostly revolves around mothers and relationships with them yeah it starts when salem finds out that his mother is coming to visit and shock horror he hasn't told her that he is now a cat he asks for help from sabrina to hide from his mother but she's not much of help use your magic send me somewhere anywhere i'm begging you okay oh yes she'll never see me here per uh, yeah really <laughs> what was he expecting <laughs> sabrina wasn't much help after he begs the aunties for their help and is denied they mention that they should go visit their mother as they haven't seen her in a while and uh, uh while they're doing this they quickly catch sabrina and dashiell returning from a date but they leave before any smooching happens, though Hilda is very invested in the smooching and tries to catch some from the door. How was the date? What'd you do? Where'd you go? Anyone get kissed? Later, at Westbridge, Sabrina finds a rose in her locker floating from Dash, and uh, while she is excited, she's quickly accosted by Harvey, who asks for help finding a gift for his mom for Mother's Day. She mentions that she doesn't get to see her mom very often and misses her, but that Serena can't see her mom for a very logical reason, as she'll explain here. I miss my mom. She's still on an archaeology expedition in Peru. You should visit her. I would, but I'm waiting for the ancient city of Machu Picchu to get an Arby's. She promises to help Harvey and uh, gets a kiss in return. But then uh, Dashiell's magical floating rose pats her on the shoulder, much like it's from Beauty and the Beast or something. And she now begins to realize that she has two problems. The aunties are then shown bickering on their way to visit their mother, as Hilda thinks that Zelda is the favorite child. And uh, as they're about to leave, they find Salem hiding in the hamper. He gives us a wonderful story about just how cold his mother really is. Mother never loved me when I was human. One little hug and I wouldn't have tried to take over Poland. Would have kept him out of Poland if she had just been a little bit nicer. Back at Westbridge, Dashiell pops in to visit Sabrina as he's left his clone in his place back at his high school. But she turns down his offer of giving the queen a wedgie as she has plans with Harvey. I promised her a friend that uh, I'd go shopping. Just take a rain check. I'd love to, but I can't break a promise. Man, I like you. Would you mind if I just stared at you all day? I'll send you a picture. Back at the house, Salem and his mother 
finally are reunited. Uh, she enters from the linen closet, uh, basically just dressed as a rich old lady uh, with a lovely hat. Uh, and when she calls her her son, she's disappointed to see that he's been turned into a cat by the witch's council. But she does come around noting that he is the cutest little cat and uh, picks him up to give him a good feel of her Chanel suit. Come to mama. <laughs> Chanel? Sabrina and Harvey then arrive from an unsuccessful trip to the mall, as no matter how much Sabrina suggested Harvey uh, for his mum's birthday gift, there was no selection made by Harvey because he wants to pick the perfect thing. Just then, Dashiell quickly zaps into Sabrina's kitchen, and uh, while they are in the living room, Sabrina and Harvey, Dashiell pops in the biggest fudge sundae you've ever seen it will murder sabrina if she eats half of it but uh he calls out her name and even though sabrina is trying to rush harvey out the door uh, and harvey kind of out of nowhere brings up the possibility of them going steady again <laughs> um <laughs> and thinks sabrina is accepting in the most ludicrous way possible uh dashel quickly arrives and she's forced to introduce them to one another and explain how much they have in common. That being her lips. They've both kissed her lips. There's a better way to say that. Uh, Sabrina. There's any other way would have been better. Naturally, I was going to tell both of you about both of you. Sabrina then explains the whole situation. And while they both understand, they both immediately ask her to choose between them. Chris. This first bit of uh, episode here, I think the best place to go to, of course, is Salem and his mom. <laughs> Why not? It's the most entertaining thing of this entire episode. This is, I think it's generally a good episode, but nothing beats Salem and his mom. It's impossible. Um, impossible. Impossible. Is it also impossible that Salem's mom would have not at any point found out that her son had been caught by the witch's council uh, trying to take over the world and was sentenced to 100 years as cat? I mean, I guess it's possible. Is it? Yeah, why not? How would she have, like, she's... They in... haven't, like, physically seen each other. Yeah, but you think it'd be pretty big news. Yeah, but, I mean, there are lots of people who just don't watch the news. <laughs> it's, like, easy for them to avoid things. What if she was, like, you know, uh, vacationing on the rings of Saturn and... Uh, Riding a roller coaster yeah, on the rings of Saturn. Maybe she was with a at Shanti. a resort. And so she didn't hear about it, you know? I mean, sure. But then at some point you wonder, why haven't I seen my son in like 70 years? I mean, you know, some families aren't as close. She does also, uh, we do also get the story from Salem that she uh, once uh, sent him to military school for wearing sandals at the table. <laughs> A great line. <laughs> It's by nick mckay so... nick mckay's great in this episode honestly he's very funny with how delivery dare on this he one. how dare he you don't understand my mother's very critical i once wore sandals to the dinner table and she sent me to military school were they flip-flops because then i'm with her the sabrina dashel harvey thing though yeah i i've never been a fan of dash mm. um He's cool. In rewatching, I also don't like him. And I feel like they, like in this episode specifically, I remember watching it, well, like rewatching it this time and um, thinking that they don't have much chemistry. See, that's like funny. he seems very into her mm. and she doesn't seem 
equally interested. Like there's one point where she says, um, she says, I'd love to, to something like there. It was, it's when he's in the, in her school mm-hmm. and he says, she says, I'd love to, to something, but it was so over the top. Mm. Like, and it just sounded really fake. You want to become invisible and go give the queen a wedgie? Sounds like fun. See, that's funny because I think that Sabrina and Dashiell's relationship feels more like natural and fun than Sabrina and Harvey's ever feels. At least up until now. Like in season three, I think they feel like more of a regular couple. But like, despite them having dated for the better part of a year with Sabrina and Harvey, it's like she actually seems like she's having fun when she's with Dashiell, like when they get back from a date and she's all like, Oh, uh, sliding across the ice on my butt was a lot of fun going back in time. And I'm like, that's a terrible use of time travel. Why didn't you go anywhere better? But she does genuinely, she's like giggly. She's having a good time. I know you never time traveled before. I loved it. Sliding from Canada to Mexico on the glacier was amazing. Except for that whole raw butt thing. (laughs) (laughs) You're the most amazing, wonderful girl I've ever been out with. Then you must be a mind reader, because that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I would say that that's true. Like, I, I do think that that's true. But I think it also has to deal with dynamics, right? So, like, in the same way as, like, you... This is going to get, like, real... like Esoteric? No, but but it it falls into, like, the romance field of, like... Okay. Uh, romance movies and books and stuff. Another 10 minutes coming up here from Chris. <laughs> yeah, so, so many interesting things from Chris. Um, so when you think of like um, like the billionaire in like romances, mm-hmm. so like if you think of like a Christian Grey character or like even in Twilight, like he's, he's rich. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're so wealthy, they have a sense of freedom that normal people don't have. And so there, there's this sort of sense of like unlimited like unlimited possibilities mm-hmm. with that person sure. and i think because she, she relates to him in a way that she can't relate to with harvey because he's also a, a witch, witch yeah and he understands living in the mortal realm sure. but he also understands like the witch side of things and their dates are like firmly like magical like they mm-hmm. they do things that she wouldn't physically be able to do around harvey yeah. i think her relationship with harvey Especially, like, if you think about season one and season two, mm. every time that there's, like, an episode where they're getting closer or they're dating or whatever, Magic there's the always some sort of magical drama around it mm-hmm. so that there's never that freedom to really just be herself Un- yep. and, like, uninhibited. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that, like, I don't see that as, like... um their chemistry because i feel like her and harvey have more chemistry and maybe that's also just a bias because i prefer harvey sure but at the same time like i i understand what you're saying mm-hmm. i just think that it is sort of the way that they were like relate based off of their backgrounds sure, yeah. like if you think about her relationship with harvey there's never been a time where she could just be free it only like gets that way like once you get into the college years and like harvey knows she's a witch but nobody else does yeah which i always thought was a very but even then they're not dating no but i think that's actually a great thing to do is like have him as like the one friend who knows she's a witch because eventually we all know how the series ends right uh with her marrying aaron that's how it happens unless you don't know don't look into it sorry she marries aaron and nothing goes wrong at the wedding (laughs) um 
I also did love the practical effect of like the floating rose and then the floating rose tapping her on the shoulder. I think it was cute, yeah. Because I, I just because in season two they've also leaned into like CGI a lot and like it's '90s TV CGI, so it's not very good. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's just nice to see a floating rose on what is clearly like fishing line. <laughs> I agree with you though. I think that Harvey asking her to go study felt like it was sort of out of nowhere because yeah. it doesn't really feel like there's been a significant relationship growth in the last episodes like in terms of like more romantic like they still have been friends and close and like you know doing things together but it's never like you know hanging out separate yeah and like it's not them going on dates yeah yeah it's and it's funny because he does mention that they never said they said that they weren't going to be exclusive so it's funny because to me if I'm it dating, felt like they weren't dating. Exactly. If I'm dating someone and they go, we're no longer exclusive, we're done. Because yeah. I'm not going to date someone non-exclusively. Right. But, you know, to each their own. Sure. But at the same time, like... But then they immediately go on dates with other people. It's and just, then... it's very confusing because it feels like, I I feel like even now, thinking about this season and when they decided like they were going to like slow things down like to me it was like we're gonna be friends Mm -hmm. and then eventually maybe we'll like start dating again but it didn't feel like they were actually dating this whole time no the only real glimmer you get of it and i think it actually more so confirms that they weren't dating is when they both do the double dates well no there's that but also when sabrina becomes a boy Mm -hmm. like she's talking to harvey and he's just and she's just like why don't you tell sabrina you like her still yeah and then he's like oh well you know i don't want to feel like i want her to feel like i'm forcing her into it because we agreed to be seeing other people but i still like sabrina and all that and it's like okay so you still like her tell her but she doesn't and she knows that but like she doesn't do anything about it it's it's confusing because it's like at that point right it's also it's it's like a responsibility of both of them sure. like if you want to be with someone and you know that they want to be with you but they're not willing to take that step to like tell you and like not the right words but like man up about it mm-hmm. or and you're not going to man up about it like that's the problem if the that, then you're you're making a, a like a choice you're making yes. like an actual decision that you're not going to because there's that. no risk for you because you know all parties are interested right you know he's interested so it's really just whether or not you want to take that step and if you're not taking it that means that you're not really that interested in the relationship which is confusing because again it doesn't feel like much has changed since then like they're apart from the fact that there's like he's aware of competition now mm-hmm. the other thing the other thing was which is why i point out he said it in the weirdest ways is like can I ask you one more thing? And she's just like, whatever it is, yes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, so that means we can go study? It's like, that's how you think she's going to agree to that? It's just, whatever you're saying, fine. Yep, no problem. Yeah. Don't, no. don't bother to actually ask me. I mean, it's really just a, it's a, a plot device, but... Yes. Um, Harvey be crazy. Can I ask you one more thing? Whatever it is, the answer is yes. Really? So we can go study again? Huh? <laughs> Yes. Also, don't buy your mom wine cheese. It looks gross. And who what wants it? What the fuck is with... Oh, uh, we talked about this when we were watching it. Did or we? when I was watching okay. it. I need to make this known. Um, no, I don't care like how good of a relationship you're in or like, oh, yeah. you know, whether you have magical powers or what. Mm. Do not zap yourself into a woman's house. Yeah. And then like, just like 
start putting like a Sunday together. Zapping and treats. Like just just don't do it. Like zap yourself to the front door, zap yourself to the linen closet, ring a fucking doorbell. Yeah. Like do not do that. It's just It's also hard because you don't know how long they've been like seeing each other. Like if it's They're from, not even exclusive. They literally met the what's true. But they literally met like the last episode. So it's like if it's like you've been seeing each other for a week, don't pop into my house magically. And and I know some people might think like, oh well it's different because you have magical powers. And it's like, no, it is not. Boundaries are boundaries. Like yeah. don't fucking pop up in my house. Like, you can come into a mortal's house Knock on just a like door. you can into a witch's house but you still ask to exactly. enter exactly right so you ring because they have the doorbell um for the linen closet so ring the doorbell he's trying to surprise her but you know i get it but, but you're definitely no. right also that like he does like her more than she likes yeah. him because he's putting in a lot of effort it's but it's been clear this whole time like sure he's like staring at her and like i just want to stare at you and she's just like okay bye please go also like wouldn't you if you were in a relationship with a girl, even if you were like dating, right? Like casually. What, what have you heard? And you were like, s- like telling her something like that. Like, oh man, I just like love looking at you and spending mm-hmm. time with you. And she zaps you away. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you read into that a little. Yeah. Like, why would your next, like, I, I feel like he has some sort of attachment issues as well. Because if she zaps you away and then the next time you see her. Yeah. You're trying to bring her a big you thing just, of food? You magically pop up into her house mm-hmm. without being invited yep. and try and do like a big gesture with like an enormous Sunday, which is just like food waste. Like yeah, we, you're, we, you're we, being we, wasteful. We need a basic instinct edit of uh, of this episode of Serena. The but Teenage. no, but everyone has their attachment styles and stuff. And But like if someone is pushing you away and you feel the need to like come on even stronger because it's like no yeah. well obviously i need to really show her mm-hmm. like that's not cool bro no everybody has their boundaries um yeah I even didn't, witches i did note that in the scene where like she zaps him away and uh you also get to see harvey in the hallway talking to some guy yeah you get another great comparison of the the fashion senses of these two men because uh Dashiell is wearing like again another like tight fitted t-shirt yeah with like uh white stripes and like a red stri- he looks like a race car he always looks like a race he car. looks like a walking race car yeah. as were harvey in his like old man uh bowling shirt looks like a divorcee who would buy a race car like i don't understand like base you put these two up against each other it's like it's no contest but it's really the, the those are the that's just like verbal or a visual representation of the dynamics in terms of their relationship yeah, right because true. Joshua is supposed to be this like you know um man of the world who's like a, uh, a witch and he like is powerful he always wears black trousers too it's very french he's like very like put together and like knows what he wants and goes after it and like you know is confident mm-hmm. whereas harvey is literally the antithesis of that like he is meant to be the like you know lovable little oaf boy next door who's like so sweet but Mm kind of like you know doesn't really he's not put together and he he doesn't have like the best things but like you know you just feel more for him and like that's really a a representation of like their characters and that like he is he's meant to be the like flashy uh, shiny new thing um as where harvey is the old reliable right Last thing, 
Salem's mom, just to double back on to Salem's mom. Uh, I, we, God knows I love a rich old lady on TV. You do. It's, um, it's his uh, kryptonite. I love, I love Kitty Montgomery, Darwin Gregg. I love Emily Gilmore. I love the, the, the mom from Arrested Development. And I love this woman. Uh, Salem's mom is played by... Let me get her name right here. Louise Sorel, who basically, from looking at her IMDb, did one episode of every 70s police procedural yeah. <laughs> ever. There's a lot of people like that. But she's great. And I, I really, not only is she fun as like the rich old lady, she comes off as rich. She's never shown to be rich. Yeah. But, I mean, Chanel suit. I mean, rings of Saturn. <laughs> I think Chris just made yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's also great when she's doting over her, like, favorite son now yeah she's great uh and he is a very cute cat i think more so he's just really adorable it's adorable the way that he so gets so mom. giddy about yes. his mom like taking care of him and loving him yeah. also he doesn't really know it but he's being a real asshole to sabrina and her no mom <laughs> like yeah i mean he's not doing it on purpose no. that's the thing it's like he is not talking about how much like he hasn't had a mom right you know, and yeah. so he's really he he's showing what Sabrina could have. His joy is not meant to take away from her. No, and, but but that's why he's there is to be like yeah. Sabrina. If you get your mom back, you'll be like me, very happy. I I I don't want to get. I I feel like we get, I'm getting too psychological. You absolutely and are. Yes, but it's but you know what else the fuck are we supposed to do with this show? I mean, if we're analyzing, laugh at Harvey's no. stupid shirt. No, let's talk about the the psychology behind it. Oh, uh, let's not go into <laughs> fucking Freud. No, no, ew, no, right. Freud. Fuck, fuck Freud. Yeah, that's um, what he thinks you're thinking. No, Freud. Fuck, fuck Freud. No, Freud put us all behind, um, especially women. So um uh just go listen to do go on's lit for clit episode and i i did listen to it but then i've like forgotten everything from that episode. well you'd know i don't why freud screwed us all over the episode or the clitoris that was freud's stance too (laughs) (laughs) um just the fact that she like that she would take it that way. I mean, you know, it's an, I guess it's a very common reaction for someone to be like, well, you, you have this thing and that makes me feel like sad about not having Mm -hmm. it. But really him having, you know, great times with his mom does not take away from her anything. No, I don't think, well, I mean, I, I think part of it is just to be like, look, Sabrina, this is how fun moms are. Maybe you should consider, you know, choosing your mom over magic. Right. That's why. But he, it she, wasn't at that point yet, was it? Yeah, it's throughout that. No. Isn't that when she decides to write to her mom? Right. That's coming up right now. But like that gets reiterated after she finds right, out. Right. Right. But I'm talking about like in that instance. Yeah. Um, Just is, because someone else has something nice. Uh, you, that doesn't mean that you have. I don't less disagree. Value. All I'm saying is as a writing for all, mechanism. For all the listeners out there. Well, point well yeah. made. Remember that in the new year. We then see the aunties trying to get into their mother's house as they seem, as uh, sorry, as she seems to not be there, even though they bothered to tell her that they were coming and Hilda thinks she knows why she's not there. That's odd. I told mother we were coming. That's a problem. You told her we were coming. If it were just you, she'd be here. But since it's me, she's probably hiding under a pile of coke. Hilda just continues to complain about her mother liking Zelda more and her the least. 
And when Zelda finds the gigantic key under the floor mat, Hilda just bemoans the fact that her mom told her that it was under the very small flower pot that she holds up in a great bit of visual comedy. Caratop could do no better. After Harvey and Dashiell continuously try to get Sabrina to pick between them, she sends them home and goes upstairs greeting Mrs. Saberhagen, who now is brushing her favorite son. What a uh, good kitty my son is. Yes. She goes downstairs to make him a fish dinner with fish, and Sabrina tries to have a conversation with Salem about her problems, but he is just too happy about having his mom back in his life and how great mothers are generally. Isn't my mother great? I mean, all mothers are great, but isn't my mother just plain better than anyone else's? As he goes downstairs to lick the deboning knife that she's using, he wishes her good luck on her bake sale, or whatever the fuck her problem was, and uh, she then decides that she needs to talk to her mom about the problems she's having, and she sends her mom a little letter via a airmail. Uh, she makes a little uh, paper airplane. Uh, however, it's quickly intercepted by the quiz master, who explains that she knows that she can't be speaking to her mother, even in letter form, until she has her witch's license. He says that the council is furious and has handed down a decree. What does it say? Well, because you broke the rules, you have to choose between being a witch or seeing your mom ever again. He tells her that she now has 12 hours, which really made me think of the joke from The Simpsons where Fat Tony's like, you have 24 hours to decide. And just to show you that I'm serious, you have 12 hours. <laughs> anyway, she has to decide between her mom and her magic. And um, she says that th she thought that choosing between boyfriends was enough for one day. The aunties are then again shown looking around their mother's house, uh, which has a lot of photos of Zelda. And they discover a hat of Hilda's, which their mom borrowed and never gave back. What a rude mom for not giving back that hideous, hideous hat. The next day at Westbridge, Sabrina is accosted by Harvey again, uh, explaining that he really wants her to pick him. Uh, she tries to change the subject about the gift for his mom. And when he says that he hasn't gotten her anything yet, she zaps in the apparent perfect gift, that being a statuette of Heidi and her goat herd. My mom's been wanting it for years, but they stopped making it. Who cares for them? My mom will pass a stone. How on earth did you ever get this? Magic. He gives her a kiss on the cheek, and as he walks away, Dasho appears and gives her a bouquet of carrots. As he says, he got her a pony. Chris, you're right, this is too much. He's trying way too hard here. Do not buy your apparent love interest livestock. It's, it's never weird. worked. It's weird. Also, she's not, like, five. No, that's the other thing, is you have a real diminutive vision of women here. Like, <laughs> he's your pony he's and your, your wallypop. That's right. He's your ice queen and your pony. And then we'll go give the queen a wedgie. He then weighs out the decision for her, although he does it very well, explaining that it, the decision's between an unimaginative mortal boy and himself. But she says that she's just choosing the nunnery as she walks away, only to hear the voice of Quizmaster telling her that she still has decisions to make and berating her with TikTok, TikTok. TikTok, TikTok! <laughs> when she arrives home, she gets some more support for picking her mother as she sees Salem and his mom basically just in love with each other. Um, she's also making him more fish. 
She goes upstairs to think, just as Mrs. Saberhagen sneezes, and Salem awkwardly but beautifully hands her a handkerchief with his paw. Uh, I loved it. I love the the practical <laughs> effect. Like it, it reminded me of um, remember Triumph the insult comic dog when he would hold the microphone. It was just clearly like a microphone on a stick. Yeah, you could see the little uh, string for the hand or like the stick. Yeah, it was great. That's what this seemed like. Uh, so the mom sneezes, and later on she mentions that she hasn't had a cold like this since her father, since his father, uh, her husband, brought home that stray cat. Uh, Salem freaks out, of of course, because uh, this means his mom has an apparent cat allergy. Oh, I haven't sneezed this much since 200 years ago when your father brought home that stray cat. cat. <laughs> no! <laughs> Chris, as I said, uh, all the Salem content here is great. How much do you love the scene where Mrs. Saberhagen calls Salem a big ball of fluff? It's Where she's good. brushing him was so cute. And then Nick Bakai with the best delivery of all. That's what he is, all right. I know. It was so cute. He honestly He's like, just so happy. It's it seems like this how you understand that Salem is the most memorable character in this entire series. Yeah. And that Nick Bakai deserves to be doing even more voice acting than he occasionally does like i think it's part of the problem is because he has a very distinct voice yeah like you can't hear it and go that's anyone but salem yeah i mean i feel like he could do a lot of animated work he has done some but like he, he did the angry beavers which was around this time and i don't know what he's done a lot else i think he's done like one-offs and stuff but i don't know what he's done like series he which should be is a shame yeah so I mean, let's talk about the most obvious and just ridiculous thing. In this universe, Sabrina isn't even allowed to talk to her mother, much less see her. It, I, I honestly feel like that was never properly communicated. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they never said that she couldn't write letters to her no, mom. No, that, that, that's something that was put in here. She, she couldn't see her uh, was definitely talked about before. Didn't she talk to her on the phone? No, she used like some sort of magical uh like magnifying glass to look, to at, look her at her at peru yeah in peru but i don't believe she's ever spoken to her that we've seen um like why can't she send her mom a letter like that sounds real stupid yes it is like uh, no letters until your witch's license is like, like it makes no sense like i don't understand why she can't communicate with her at all no letters until you go further down this path where you will also not be able to see your mother ever again it just it doesn't make sense no. none of it makes sense which logic it it's just it, it it doesn't make any sense i don't get it no it's real dumb uh, Sabrina again here is also shown destroying her magic book at one point being when Quizmaster's like see it's written right here and she pulls the page out of the book stop doing that Sabrina um, every, you realize that this is a family heirloom right every time you do it it makes me more aware of why you're missing stuff in the magic book because you're just ripping entire pages out of the magic book what the fuck is going to happen to this index when it's people ruined. can't find it's an heirloom it's ruined. if I did that with my America's Test Kitchen cookbook We'd be screwed because we'd never find a recipe for blueberry boy bait ever again. Nope. And we need it. Which are we going to make that tonight? We should make it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, that's right, guys. We're cool. We're cool that's as fuck. What we do. It's, it's New Year's Day, and we're not even drinking. No, we, we drank. A we could lesson. be. We will later. I still have to work out after this. We can do that while we bake. It's a whole shamazel. That's right. It's New Year's Day. I use terms I heard on the nanny. Uh. 
other thing, Chris. Do you love all the photos of Zelda in their mom's house? I do. They're great. I love that they're there. All the trophies. I wish there was honestly photos of Vesta. I, I said this to Al earlier, but it's like uh, photos of Phil at our house. It's accurate, yeah. Uh, everyone's second favorite uh, guest host, uh, Phil at Uju, <laughs> so is just... So <laughs> is, is just like our house... Uh, the but Favorite in mom's heart. Favorite in mom's heart, absolutely. The The house is just festooned with photos of him just everywhere. Um, understandable, handsome man. But... Yes, I, my favorite part is like a lot of them are just clearly screen grabs from previous episodes. Like, there's one where she's in front of like their laptop, and she's like, "When did the mom get that photo? Who took that photo? It's been in the last year." She's a witch, I guess. Um, maybe Zelda is actually really she has a ring light. She's setting up photos, and she's just sending her mom all these pictures, or maybe she's sending them the framed pictures mm, as a gift. Yeah, so she like. So you think that it's really the mom, but it's actually that Zelda is so like narcissistic. You are just so overly analytical of everyone in the show today. I think it makes it fun. Yeah, clearly. Um, I mean, there's really not that much to the episode, to be honest. It's it's a very clear, uh, you know, um, choice that Sabrina has to make. But wouldn't that be fun? If it was actually What's funny is two episodes earlier. Because that seems like a Hilda thing. Hilda would do that. Yeah. Yes, she would. Uh, which one is two episodes earlier is an episode called Sabrina's Choice, when in reality, this should really be called Sabrina's Choice. Yep. Uh, but the last thing I had written down here for this section is, Chris, uh, imagine how great it would be to have the magical power to magically zap in someone's ideal gift. How great would that be? Coming out of Christmas? I My feel God. Like, I feel like the magical world would never make something so clean cut. It would be like you'd have to it's always hiding get to like a a magical gift finder or something and it's a person who would like stalk your family member for like a week to find out what i mean they need. roland would be doing this job. yeah yeah or, I mean, the, I mean, or the weird cupid but sabrina does it she's in the goat herd thing little statuette for harvey's mom yeah but i i don't know i i just feel like if this were ever going to be an episode yeah or sure. like yeah they would have to ruin that bit of simple magic by making it much more complicated of course. yes even the- and not even taking into consideration that in previous episodes you did the exact same thing like yeah. in a simple way that's right chris don't you remember don't you remember a dream date where there's no love magic or whatever yeah. and then there's just a magical love yep. cupid you can't do that in the magical world we remember here at the witch trials and we yep. won't let you forget never uh moving on chris anything else to add here nothing to add all right sabrina is in her room and gets a couple of uh, combative montages. First, we see Salem and his mom, and then Sabrina as a young girl and her mom, uh, both just being like, like doted on by their mothers. Uh, and then we get uh, a montage of just a couple of memories, I guess, Sabrina has of recent uses of magic, some of which are better than others. Uh, one is like zapping in a blouse for or a, a sweater for Valerie, and it's just like, why is that one of your memories of how great magic is? Um, it was a blouse. <laughs> that time I gave her a blouse. Um, I think one is her like changing her outfit to like knock on the door of the Wicked Witch. And it's just like, that time I put on a suit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I uh, mean, think about all the adventures she's gone on because she's a witch. And if she didn't have magical powers. Sure. They pick a, good, they pick a couple of good ones. She goes back in time with the time ball. That's a good one. Um, turning Libby into a goat. Very well remembered. Who doesn't love goats? 
Probably a lot of people, honestly. Uh, not Harvey's mom. It's true. It's true. Point set match. Thank Chris. you. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyway, she eventually calls in the quiz master. She's made a decision and notes that while she doesn't want to live without magic, she can't live without her mother. Gives up her magic. Um, quiz master sucks it into a little bag. And then uh, Melissa Joan Hart <laughs> does a great bit of acting where she gets gets a little wobbly and it's like, whoa, I'm on balance without my magic. Yeah. And pale for some reason. <laughs> yes. There's that. I don't remember what episode it is. I think it's the one where it's all the, uh, he takes her to like the quiz master's ball or whatever it is, like where all the quiz masters oh, bring yeah, the people's. Yeah. But he's like, Sabrina, you look whiter than usual. I thought that line would have been good here. His classic line, you look whiter than usual. That should just be his line. Yeah. His catchphrase. Because he's the one black character on the show, yeah. and he'll be gone by For the now. end of this episode. For now. That's right. Gotta wait till... Dreama. Dream in season four, though. So season three, I don't think there's actually a black, like, recurring character, which isn't really surprising. He's in season three, no? No. He's gone. He doesn't even come back... I don't believe he even comes back in the first episode of the next season when, like, she actually gets her witch's license. <laughs> Spoiler. Wow. That's um, sad. But anyway, as a last gift to Sabrina, he zaps her to her mom. Do me a favor and zap me to my mommy. Sure thing. You could have been a little more gentle. Uh, her mom is awaited to see her, but confused why she's not a ball of wax right now. But Sabrina offers to take her to the nearest dunghill to explain all about it. We then get to see the aunties back. Everyone's favorite part of this episode, the aunties sitting in their mom's house. They're still waiting for their mom to return. Eventually, they come across one of the things of Hilda's that their mom saved, that being the first thing she ever zapped, a little clay horse with corrective shoes. Uh, that refers back to a weird joke about how Zelda got a whole observatory yeah. and she got corrective shoes. And it's yeah. like, now Hilda's going to think she's the least favorite. You bought her a building and you bought hilda shoes i don't care how expensive those shoes were <laughs> honestly it's not an observatory the telescope alone is like millions of dollars she kept this stupid little thing all these years because it meant so much to her she didn't keep anything like this of yours maybe she does like me best anyway um as hilda is now super happy that she's clearly the favorite because here's this crappy clay horse Zelda answers the phone to find out that it's her mother, explaining that Vesta got her new ears, and now Vesta is taking her to the Riviera to show them off. As a saddened Zelda hangs up the phone, they come to the conclusion that they finally found their mother's favorite, Vesta. Good choice. Sabrina and her mom are then shown uh, sitting around a campfire talking, and she asks her mom if she ever regrets staying a professor. Not staying a professor, in fact. And uh, she says that each decision in life has its good parts and its bad parts. And Sabrina recognizes how true that is now that she had to give up her magic, but got the ability to see her mom again. Once she asks what she thinks she should do about Dashiell and Harvey, her mom basically just tells her to follow her heart, which is really unimaginative advice mom honestly do the thing you think is the thing you should do thanks but i still have to choose between harvey and dash mm. you know what i'd do i would make a list of pros and cons for each guy right then i would throw it away and follow my heart anyway she eventually then directs her off the mountain by way of donkey chris two things of note here before we break down everything here uh in the scene where we see the younger sabrina 
as I told you uh, before the episode, that's actually Emily Hart in an uncredited role, wearing a pretty bad blonde wig. I thought, but that's it was really the point. bad. It's like so blonde. But it it also looks like a wig that is made for an adult on a child. Yeah. Like it's so big. We'll make her look smaller by making her head look smaller by putting more hair on it. Uh, anyway, the other thing to note about the montages is uh, in the one where Sabrina is showing us how she puts on a pantsuit with magic, um, or just a skirt suit. What do you call a suit that's just a skirt? A suit. Just a suit. Yeah. Not no lady suit. It's they're all just suits. FYI. Yeah, but pantsuit. Uh, you mentioned you, the pants. A pantsuit. You don't have to actually call a pantsuit. It's just that it was so unusual for women to apparently put on pants mm. that they felt the need to call it a pantsuit instead of a suit, which gotcha. is. So, skirt suit. When she puts on the skirt suit, um, the music playing, if you watch like a, a DVD copy or like on Hulu or Paramount Plus or whatever, is just like bad ska music. Pretty bad ska music. But if you watch the original airing, which you can also rewatch if you uh, watch it on demand on like Sling or I assume other cable services, uh, they, they have the actual music still in it and uh, they use the police's every little thing she does is magic and i told chris before there's not a chance in hell they were paying for that song for a dvd release because that thing is going to be way too expensive for them everything is too expensive for them they were probably kicking themselves the one time they had ten thousand maniacs on because they couldn't cut that song out but anyway mrs saberhagen sneezing uh how much do you love the little scene where salem uses a little paw to like stop her from sneezing it's very cute it's the cutest thing of this whole episode it's my favorite thing he's like that <laughs> Love it. Aww, Love they're all so the sweet Salem together. Party. Honestly, it's very nice to see Salem yeah. happy for an episode. Yeah. Because it's so different from his normal personality. Yeah. So it's really sweet to, to see. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things in the entire episode. How bad, though, was Mrs. Joan Hart's acting about getting her magic sucked out of her? <laughs> it's like she's surfing. It wasn't great. No. Also, the thing she's wearing is not great. We haven't talked a lot about outfits. The, the beige? The whole beige outfit, yeah. With the pants like and the sh- Beige shirt. plaid and like yeah. a... Yeah, no good. I mean, it probably wouldn't be so bad if she doesn't later like go to Peru and it's just like all sandy and then she gets dirty. I think that's why they did it. To make it look dirty, they had to have a lighter color. But you could have just had a white shirt and like yeah. jeans. Yeah. Like a white shirt and light colored jeans. They don't put she Sabrina in t-shirt and jeans a lot. They, they, do, they, they, do they do more so in the next season. Because then but, Britney Spears came and changed the game for yeah, t-shirt and everyone jeans. Everyone could wear t-shirt and jeans again. Finally. No more pantsuits for anything. No more pants. No more skirt suits. That's right. Oh, man. The last thing I noted, which what I thought about was pretty funny. Despite literally changing her whole life and giving up her magic to see her mom, she literally leaves her mom the next day. <laughs> I I guess because she's she knows she's not moving. She's just going to be able to see her mom more frequently. The, uh, the things you think you would take like a weekend though there are some things that are really illogical to me so okay she asked she asked yes uh, quiz master quiz master I, I my brain was qm as i have in the notes um she asked the quiz master to zap her to her mom mm-hmm. without thinking about how the hell she was going to get back yeah um well i mean it makes sense also why not just call one of your aunts to zap you back or just call your mom you can just call your mom now no but like when she was when she was trying to come back right mm-hmm. why not be like hey mom do you know where i can get to a phone so that i can call my aunt yeah so that i can then 
this is be zapped home this rather is, than flying. This is the logic of an adult, not the logic of a dumb teenager. <laughs> but it it's actually the logic of a teenager who's always had everything handed to them. That is a good point. That is a damn good point. <laughs> she would not put in that much effort to get home. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like never. It's just it it didn't make any sense to me. And I agree with you that you'd think that she would have spent more time with her mom. Yeah, after not having seen her for years. Yeah. At least two and years. And giving up her magic to be closer to her or to, to be able yeah. to see her. Especially you have to come back to Peru, do this whole trip again. Because you're not a witch anymore. Yeah. So you can't just zap yourself. Get the most there. of your time. I mean Buy an alpaca sweater. Yeah. You can of course you can have your aunts zap you there yeah. or go with you or something, but because that's the other thing that they don't you don't really think about. Like, okay, obviously, she's giving up her own magic, which is something that's very personal and something that's a part of her, which is a big deal. And I don't want to, like, downplay that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're still going to have access to magic through mm-hmm. your aunts. Yeah. Like, you won't f- be able to do it. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to have your your aunts zap you something. Unless that's true. there's, like you know another the, and then the next episode the witch's council is going to say well you knew that well, no you couldn't mortals. have your aunt yeah and you and she's like so dumb i don't i'm not ruled by you i'm a normie now devil fingers walks out of there pew, pew, pew. <laughs> oh finger guns i was doing i was, I was up the middle oh, yeah. it's like finger guns Devil fingers. she can't zap anything anymore Devil fingers. she works at disney and she's just pointing them down a hallway two fingers She's got um, those things the flight attendants have, or, or the people who like direct planes. That's what they call double fingers. It's just those flashlights. Yep. I use double fingers. Nope. In my pantsuit. Um, Skirt suit. Yeah, no, like, also the other thing, if if your aunts were to do magic for you, you'd probably get better results because they don't suck at magic like yeah, you Yeah, they know what they're doing. They're pretty good. Yeah, so honestly. They're not ripping pages out of the magic <laughs> Yeah, they book. read their books. <laughs> at least one of them. Um, but to be clear, yes, this is a book that has been handed down. Yes, this is not a like a, a you know, there's a new edition printed every year, yeah. like a discovery of magic, not a discovery of magic 20, uh, 1996. It's not just the no. freshest copy, it's not a TI 88 that you Eighth can go edition. out and buy. Yeah, it's not like a textbook that you're gonna get for a hundred dollars and then the next year. You can't even sell yeah. that one because there's going to be a new version out and, and, and everyone's going to require the new version. And it's not one of those textbooks like you get for science classes where they have worksheets you pull out. No. Nope. There's no worksheet in this book, Sabrina. Stop pulling things out, Sabrina. God. Anyway, back at the Spellman kitchen, uh, Salem is crying over his mother's generosity in getting an allergy shot just so she can spend time with him. But then he quickly tells Zelda that he had plenty of time with his mom and he doesn't want to overdo it. So bye bye, Richard. Yeah, you need your own time. Yeah, boundaries. Yes. She's my mother. A short time's plenty. Hilda then walks in with a dirt-covered Sabrina who reveals that the donkey, or as I've written here, burrow, which I believe is what she says, was the best part of her very long trip home. Quizmaster then uh, pops in, confusing Sabrina as she's no longer a witch, but he goes on to explain that this was all a test as... He needed to know that there was something more important that, to Sabrina than being a witch and having magical powers. One of the most important tests you have to take before getting your witch's license, maybe the most important, is to show that there is something in this universe that means more to you than magic. And you prove that by choosing your mother. And we couldn't be prouder of you. When she points out that her magic was taken away so it couldn't be a test... He just says the powers were taken away so you could go see your mom and then returns him. 
can she do that whenever she wants to see her mom yeah no absolutely not that is that's the big question it's one and done why can't she just do that then like every time she wants to go see her mom have put him in a bowl put her magic in a vessel or something that she could then you know go and then come back and also it seems really fucked up to have this be a test because (laughs) i don't understand the purpose of wanting to know that there's something that she cares more about than her magic and then denying her that thing wouldn't you want well denying her that thing but also wouldn't you want there to not be anything that she wants more than her magic i think i think the logic there is to show that like your pursuance of magic is not a pursuance of power you don't want magic just so that you can do things you care about something more than you just care about having magical powers i guess so but it's also that the thing that is hard is that like that it's such a sense of self right so it's like because she it, it's almost like it's something she's born with like maybe that, it's it, maybelline it's it's a, a her magical power is something that she is born with right mm-hmm. so having her have to like give that up you're literally encouraging her to the test is for her to be willing to give up a part of herself for something else yes which is like really kind of fucked up to do to a teenager the most i think the most fucked up thing about the whole thing is going all right you have to sacrifice this one thing right so you can have if you want this other thing she picks the other thing and they're like, haha, fuck you. Here's the other thing back. Yeah. But you can't have the thing you actually want more. It's it's messed up because you'd think that it would be, well, you chose correctly. So now you're going to get to see your mom now and you get, get to keep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, which it just makes no sense as a test. Like it. <laughs> like the, the logic of the test is good, but the way it works out makes no sense because you're like well i really still rather have my mom if yeah we're, if I, ch- we're still... I chose to give up my magic for my mom yeah i, I want the scene where she's like so do i get to see my mom again and he's just like nah Sorry. no like nah. that's the thing nah. because it almost makes you think that that's what it should be right well, that's, that's what it should but be they, but then later on you find out that like no she still can't see her no. mom her mom at one point literally turns into a ball of wax so it's just dumb until it's she just... cries on it for some reason um magical tears like in everything else yeah beauty and the beast yeah absolutely um they we learned anything they definitely took that from beauty and the beast coming to think of it right now it's just like absolutely where else would they have gotten that from well i mean it's just very heavily like in culture um no in like fairy tales mm-hmm. i mean you have like sleeping beauty with the kiss snow white with but the kiss it, but in this universe where the show was produced after beauty and the beast they got it from Beauty and the Beast. I guess so. Yeah, I mean. Anyway, Quizmaster then quickly faces the brunt of Sabrina's new powers or old powers or sad powers because she doesn't get to see her mom uh, as she zaps him out of there and onto a truck filled with chickens. After that, Zelda and Hilda basically just continue to berate Sabrina with who are you going to pick? Harvey Dashel, Harvey Dashel. Uh, and she says that she's going to do as her mom told her in the one conversation she ever got to have with her face to face in the last two years uh, to follow her heart. Really, you you would really, if you're Sabrina, regret not staying an extra couple of days, wouldn't you? Right? Now that you know. <laughs> but she doesn't even know Fuck. yet. I really should have stuck around. I really should have taken the flight on Thursday. Um... She's going to follow her heart, and uh, she also knows that she thinks she has some t- some time to decide. 
that's because she's got until the first episode of season three to pick. Hilda just asks if there's an ETA on her bath, because she smells like shit. As the credits roll, uh, Salem also comments on how bad she smells, uh, asking if they can just start running a bath. But uh, Can we just run a bath while you talk? <laughs> but Sabrina says it's not her, as we pan over to reveal the burrow now in Sabrina's room, as uh, Salem tells him to try and use the litter box next time. Good grief, man! Be civilized! Some of us use a box. <laughs> Chris. It makes no sense. Why would the burrow be there? She took a burrow to a truck to a plane, yeah. and the burrow went with her the whole time? Yeah, you, you get cheaper tickets if you buy two. And you can't just put nothing in that seat. <laughs> you have it makes no have sense. A burrow. <laughs> also, where did she have the money to buy tickets? Wait. I mean, her mom's probably doing okay. She can probably pay for a ticket. It's just weird. Yes, Chris, it's all very weird. But you would make a girl choose between two things, have her choose the other thing, and then be like, too bad, so sad, here's that thing you didn't want, and also you can't get the thing you do want. It was such a planner mentality that like, I literally wouldn't... I would be like, hold on, let me pack a bag before you zap me to my mommy. Fair enough. Can you zap me to my mommy and also, I need that, and I need that, and I need that? Yeah. Yeah, Let me pack a bag first. Uh, Chris, the one thing you commented on that you liked that I didn't like, uh, but let's talk about it here. Beth Broderick's shirt in this scene. Oh, yeah. Well, it's her outfit. It's her ensemble. The pants are fine. The pants I are feel like pants. if it were just a dress rather than like a, a tunic and a, and pants. Yeah. But I love it. It's very disco. It's, it's blue. It's like a blue angle on the front with like the blue going all the way to, up the back. Mm-hmm. And then it's one sleeve, which I don't like. I like it. I think I it. I, I think it looks very disco. It looks like she's going to a party. Her hair is also very it. like done. Like clearly, since Sabrina was gone, she she's like, fabulous. I get to go out now. But Sabrina's not here. She looks fabulous. Okay. Um, my other low key favorite thing in this was when uh, Quizmaster uh, tells her that it was all a test, and Sabrina's like, "Can somebody please kick him?" Hilda's just like, "I will kick him." <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and Zelda has to pull her back. <laughs> that is. Uh, that's family. That's a that, good aunt. Yeah. And someone who likes kicking people. <laughs> uh, that's the episode, though. Chris, time to go to the uh, closing ceremonies here on The Witch Trials. First and foremost, Salem says, what was your favorite Salem line this episode? I think it has to be Salem with his mom. Just a big ball of fluff? Yeah, it's just too cute. It's a great it's, line. It's cute. You're just a big ball of fluff. That's what you are. Isn't he a big ball of fluff? That's what he is, all right. It's a great line. Uh, for me, I really enjoyed the the Poland one where she was like, where he was like, oh. she's giving me a hug. I wouldn't have taken over Poland. The sandals one though, the sandals one was my favorite one. He said something also when she was brushing him. Um. It was really cute where he said he said something about like she brushed me for hours and it was so, so fluffy silky, silky soft yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. so cute did i tell you she brushed me for hours this afternoon it felt so silky good he, yeah. that whole thing where he's just like aren't moms the best but yeah. isn't mine even better it's very nice to see just like happy yeah. salem now chris let's do the tgif scale the this good i feel scale one to five scale each number has a corresponding tgif show a one out of five is a you wish two out of five is a teen angel a three out of five is a family matters no a three out of five is a hanging with mr cooper my mistake a four out of five is a family matters and a five out of five is a boy meets world i mean i i feel like i would give it a four i like if i'm 
honest, I feel like it's probably a 3.5. That's me. That's what I think. But like, you know, I... I don't know how we do 0.5s on the scale. So you can do a you can do a high hanging with Mr. Cooper, sure. I would say it's a high hanging with Mr. Cooper. I absolutely agree. Um, because I, I there's actually a lot happening in the episode mm. when you really think about like storyline wise too. Like it's, just it, so it, much. it's important to the actual overarching story. Yeah, like both in Sabrina's magical powers, but also. We're coming from an episode with two guys, and we're going to an episode where she makes the decision. Like, it is is plot heavy because it's leading into the season opener. It's a lot of big decisions being made, but you still have. I mean, you don't really have a lot of the antis. I mean, you have some of that. They're squandered. Their generational trauma, but yeah, well, who um, doesn't have generational trauma? Really? So why is Vesta buying her mom New Year's? She wanted it, maybe. Maybe her mom had New Year's on her Amazon wish list. Where does one get New Year's? Is she is this a plastic surgery thing or a witchy thing? I think it's a witchy thing because I know there's an episode where like Zelda like gets like some sort of facial or something and like her ears like get hung, but like Oh yeah. But then or yeah, Hilda hangs her ears but then they they droop and then Salem sings your ears hang low and it's very funny. It's a very good joke. Coming up in season three, I believe. Um but I agree. Three out of yeah. five, three point five out of five. Just because, like, also the logic and some of her, some of all this falls apart when you break it down for an hour, as we have done. You know what? Yes. What else is there to really break down? Everything else is pretty straightforward. Yeah. If you're not analyzing how things make no fucking sense and how you know characters make no sense or character motivation uh, is confusing or yep. or. <laughs> You know, a sign of the times or what something. What are you doing? What are you doing? What's the point? And finally, Chris, the back of the winning closet award, our episodic award for hmm. each installment's biggest fashion flop. Chris, you pick yours, but I know what's getting it for me. Um, Hilda, in the opening of this episode, is wearing the most hideous shirt I have seen her wear in a good long while. It's got all of the th- uh, things I'm about to mention. It's got the word love. It's it's a black shirt, but it's got the word love around the biceps. Uh, it's got flames up the cuffs. Uh, in the middle, it's got just like, it looks like the print of like um, an old circus uh, poster. There's a bee and there's the word honeybee that I can see, uh, but there's definitely other words on it. It's like yellow. The word fun is there. It's, it's fucking terrible. I felt bad for Caroline Ray having to wear this for three minutes that she does, but it, it doesn't fit the Hilda character, really, aside from the fact that it's zany, I guess. It's fugly, and it's even worse compared to, like, Beth Broderick in that scene, who looks fantastic. I haven't even noticed this outfit until I'm looking at it right now, but, like, she looks great. She's got, like, a nice taupe, like, miniskirt and, like a, like, a maroon top. It's fantastic. But Caroline Ray in this love shirt, I don't love it. It's very trendy for the time, though. Like, it was very much like something Dharma would wear. Yes. And, like... But if Dharma was wearing it, it would be very Gwen different. Stefani. And, like, it was very, like, trendy at the time. Like, you would have seen this all over Delius. I hate it. I get that you don't like it, but... I'm just... I, I believe you, but it was trendy. I'm You believe me, but I hate it. Because it's, like, made to look like a tattoo. Kinda. Yeah, like, the, like the, the font and everything is, like... Oof so bad uh your choice here chris um is it it harvey's bowling shirt no because that's just so typical for him like it's at this point 
it's it's not anything special. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of Sabrina's outfit in that scene. I mean, she's wearing. Let Let's be honest. She's wearing jeans for the majority of this episode. If you look, she's oh wearing, yes, she's wearing that blue top. She's wearing like a a purpley top at the beginning. Then she's wearing a blue top. Um, yeah. Very at, mom top. That blue top. Yeah, it's weird because it's got like it looks like lacy and it looks like a, like a damask print, like almost with like a I don't know. Did you like uh, Salem's little um, uh, not bib but like uh, apron that he's wearing with a little bow tie when his mom's making fish? <laughs> so cute. It is very cute. I I even don't mind like the Quizmaster's outfit. No, they're all typical Quizmaster. To me, it feels like they're burning off all the outfits they had because like they only have one more episode with them. But do you think that they knew that they only had one more episode with him? Yeah, because I think they pretty much knew the the story. Because they would have had to, because season three is is the family secret. The, the apron's pretty cute. I'll be honest, though. I think the Quizmaster um, outfit one? that he's wearing. No, not even the orange one. The one that he's wearing at the school when he says TikTok. It's like blue with like polka dots. Uh, yes, yes. It's it's pretty horrendous. It looks like um, it reminds me of like Target around the year two thousand. I mean, that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, Ta- really, Target around the just year like 2000? I feel like Target did a lot of like that circle print kind of thing. I mean, I think in terms of like it's very mod people whose clothing probably Isaac Mizrahi. Mm, yeah maybe or uh todd oldham i feel like Mm. almost but i i in terms of like people whose clothes would probably still be acceptable i feel like dash is probably because it's so basic Mm -hmm. that he could probably get away with wearing that stuff today i love it i'd dress like a race car I feel like that. I mean, I don't think that that costume would be very believable. And I I am not. I am not trying to make it believable. No. All right. We're not on America's Next Top Model. Yeah, we're not. We're not uh, Justin Trudeau either. (laughs) Okay. Nope. Um, But yes. uh, So your choice is is Quizmaster. Yeah, I think that outfit, that specifically that shirt, is just real bad. Fair enough. Uh, that is the episode, folks. Uh, of course, thank you to Chris for stopping by. Chris, always a pleasure to speak, Sabrina, with you. Thanks. I live here. Uh, yes. And uh, <laughs> will be great to have you uh, live here for season three, where we we'll get to... See. We'll see. You, 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 you can do right now is, Chris, look at all the guest stars in season three, because season three is guest star Palooza. Is it? Yes. Uh, Dom DeLuise is there. You gotta tell, tell the people about the hits that, that are coming. Oh, guest stars? Yeah. Oh my God, so many Dom DeLuise, as so, I said. So many great things coming for 2022. Absolutely, including many more episodes of the Witch Trials, of course. Um, I mean, there's there's the Halloween episode in season three, which is the one with all the cast of Laugh In. For some reason, they just got all of the cast of Laugh In. You're really not selling this. I disagree. The way that you think that you're selling. Did it. you hear about Dom DeLuise? <laughs> They're not great guests, but. They are There's comedy. a lot of them. Good they guests. make up for quality with quality. That's true. <laughs> uh, Roland, of course, comes back. I can't wait for the episode where, I think it's actually episode three, Suspicious Minds, where um, Gordy and Sabrina have to pretend to be married and Libby and Harvey have to pretend to be married. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good one. Uh, what a good episode's coming up in season three. Season three happens to be my favorite season, I think. But 
until then, I want to say thank you to Chris again, uh, and thank you to you all for listening. Of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I believe links to all that are in the podcast description, and also in the description is where you can listen to us, and that's basically everywhere. Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, any podcaster you like. Uh, YouTube, we're on YouTube. Check out our videos on YouTube. Gotta get on Pinterest all. Not <laughs> to save your life, I wouldn't. Um, Tumblr? No. No. I think I think I looked at using Tumblr for the website for this yeah. for a minute. It doesn't and I was really like, work. This does not work at no, all. It's and, not the same kind of format. But anyway, uh, thank you to everyone for listening, wherever you listen. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. And we will see you in the next season. And of course, we'll see you in the other realm. Salem, you're not even listening to me. I am too. Salem, you want to lick the deboning knife? Gotta go. <laughs> Good luck with the bake sale. <laughs>